Hey, folks, I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, strangely, it's the most normal and, and predictable uh, it, it, right now at this particular moment in history. Hey, back in the before times, well, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against one another in a pop culture battle royale. But now, teaming up with another person, any other person, even someone in your quarantine pod, is possibly lethal. It's definitely more frowned upon than airing a negative opinion about Harry Styles and whatever he chooses to wear. So for now, it is one comic against another. And to win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the, the comebacks that they have been stockpiling since St. Patrick's Day 2020, to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The Pundit Emeritus title automatically gives a person's opinion on... Let's say George Clooney giving a million dollars each to his 14 closest friends. More weight than a civilian's. So let's get into it. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Meet our comedians. Our first host, Tiny Victories, here on Max Fun. Her comedy album, Mouth Punch, is out now. It is the great Laura House. Hello. Hi. It's, so nice, it's uh, nice how to are see you? and hear you. I'm really good. Uh, it's so good to see your face. It's very nice. Yeah. Over Zoom. <laughs> we, we, we had a few sweet weeks of working near one another. It was in a, in a Glendale pro, uh, production office <laughs> that you would just never know was there just between some sandwich yeah. shops. And it just looked like yeah. an old hotel or something. Yep. But even working right next door to you, it's like we were kept apart in these weird, tiny little office cells. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, the the production offices for uh, ridiculousness was in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. just Yeah, it was the oddest little building where it, like in some part of you as a kid who wanted to go to Hollywood and work on TV is like. This is where it's done? Ah, <laughs> oh, those days. Well, now we're just fucking stuck at home. Uh, our <laughs> next contestant is a stand-up. Her album, Today's Top Hits, is also out now. It's Logan Gunselman. Hello. Hello. Anything called Today's Top Hits is, I'm automatic. you've got me. Thank you. I wanted to make it impossible to search for on the internet. So that's- <laughs> That is such a smart idea. Thank you. Like the band Live. Yeah. Like if you if you try to search for live band or live music, you're never going to come up with the band or the music live. Yeah. I contacted them beforehand and was like, hey, is it cool if I take a leaf out of your book? And they were like, who are you? Um, <laughs> How did you find us? Yeah. Uh, Logan, Laura, welcome. You have met our players, listener. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So if you are ready... Laura and Logan, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or place or thing of the past week or two. Laura, would you like to begin? Sure. Great. I think the most important story of this week and all weeks going back at least six years is that Dolly Parton is given us the cure to COVID. <laughs> It is the most important thing that I think it's the most important to know because yes. since a certain election happened, I don't want to get partisan, but since a certain <laughs> recent presidential election happened in 2016, 
it I have felt like a person in a Superman movie that's like, won't someone save us? Like, and it gets crazier every week. And the idea that it's like, yes, especially with this year, like, will someone save us? Yes. And it's me, Dolly Parton, that it came came out this week that she had given a million dollars to like early on, like less than a month into it. I'll ask a million dollars over to Vanderbilt University. And they work with Moderna and they're zeroing in on a cure and when I heard it, I when I re- I uh, my fiance mentioned it to me because we have that annoying couples habit of we're both I'm... looking at Twitter, but we say the headline as if we have some fun party party anecdote. And I'm like, yeah. I I get what's trending too. But he's like, oh, Dolly Parton and the cure for COVID. I want to say this on air because I want credit. Um, within five seconds, I said, vaccine, vaccine, <laughs> vaccine, vaccine. I've been on this for a week and I didn't get anywhere near that. <laughs> really? But I looked yes. on Twitter and, of course, the song had already been written and it had already been recorded by somebody. Uh, and I was like, you just can't, you literally can't think fast enough. But I was just like, not only did she write Jolene and I Will Always Love You in One Day. Not only did she do Nine to Five, not only is she one half of Islands in the Stream. Yes. She's curing our COVID. And and I think that if we really trace the money, if we really follow the money, yeah. oh? we will find that it will have been her million dollars that got them <laughs> that over was... the top that day. <laughs> exactly. They dipped into that bit of that fund and that's what got us over the fence. Yeah, it and, was Dolly. And is there any like, like is Lily Tomlin like, oh, I should have. Where was I? Yeah. And Jane Fonda's like, oh, I was just being arrested. I oh, she oh, still did. She I, still went up to me. Unbelievable. Let me, let me answer that question with a question: Do Lily or Jane have theme park money? No. <laughs> they can't no, they possibly. Don't. No, they don't. They I've, don't. They don't have roller coasters and churros carts. I have Dolly another. Does. <laughs> Dolly does. I have another song. And I will always cure you. (laughs) Always cure you. Like. I mean, surely. I I I would listen to it. I would listen to a whole album. She is truly great. And and we just watched a documentary about her like a week ago. Oh, really? Maybe a year ago. You know, none of this was even, you know, in anyone's brain. She has done. She wrote fucking nine to five on her fingernails. Uh, Oh, house. Wow. I ran into her one time. Have you ever seen her in person? Never have. She's a vision. It's like a flower came to life. I was testing for, I was in a CBS, it was in a lobby and I see this kind of beautiful woman out of the corner of my eye and my judgmental, terrible brain was just like, oh, that's some executive trophy wife or whatever. And we ended up at the counter at the same time and she was tiny little stick legs that you can't believe are holding up a human person and delicate little feet and of course it just a giant, chest and the beautiful and I was like that's Dolly Parton I had just been rocking out to the best little whorehouse soundtrack in my car and I was like I genuinely too nervous to say anything like I couldn't just be another person gushing so I I honored her by leaving her alone I think that's I think that's absolutely appropriate (laughs) Logan this is gonna be tough to beat what what do you have here's the thing I want to say up top that I'm not gonna beat this I I I I don't know. If, I mean, you might. You haven't heard Believe that I that I wrote down. Um, I also I relate very much to when you look on 
on the internet, you Google to see if anyone's done anything yet with the vaccine. Like I, earlier in the pandemic, you know, like thirst is the term for horny, the new kids, the kids are calling it. The, and I was like, ooh, yeah. thirst responder. That's fun. <laughs> I Googled it. Hundreds of tweets already going months back. People had already written it. But it's a good joke. It is a good joke. I was like, ooh, this would be a good T-shirt, which every idea I have, I don't think a joke first. I'm like, could I sell it on a shirt? And I don't think that that's the right <laughs> attitude to have. It's 2020 it is. It's a, yeah, you can't you go got to, to make that T Republic money. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe at the end of this, I will make those thirst responder shirt. I'll buy one. Um, but okay, <laughs> the thing that I wrote down that I was like, no one's talking about this. And keep in mind, again, I, my confidence isn't high. Um, uh, Cinnabon, it's about Cinnabon. Um, I'm on board. Cinnabon is now selling uh, tubs of their frosting so you can get them at home. Put it? them on whatever you want. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And they're like wow. uh, they're like gallon tubs. Like it's like a thing. You know, you remember like OxyClean commercials <laughs> oh, yes. in a yes. tub with like a handle? Yeah. <laughs> like not only can oh. you get their frosting, but in an amount that you would never need that much. I don't know how Wow. Anyway, I saw that and stared at it for like a while. And um, uh, it, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. It's Dolly <laughs> versus Cinnabon. Laura's got Dolly. Logan's got Cinnabon. Those are your buzzing words. Keep them at the ready. As we begin, we're going to get it going with a round called I Won This Round by a Lot, all in caps. Uh, in honor of our great nation's whatever the fuck in chief, <laughs> we're going to make you both be big, sore, baby fucking losers. I'm going to give you scenarios in which you lost. You definitely lost. And your job is to convince me in the face of all the available evidence that you have won and specifically why. Uh, okay. So this will be fun. just why'd you win? Laura, you're up first. You were taking part in a swim meet. Mm -hmm. You were competing in the, uh, the 400 meter freestyle, but mm -hmm. you didn't rank because when the starting whistle was blown, you slipped off the starting thing. You whacked your head on the side of the pool. Mm -hmm. You floated semi-conscious to the shallow end, leaving a trail of blood. You have one minute to convince me that you actually deserve the gold medal. Your time starts now. I won. I won that. Absolutely. For one, I was the, the first off the start, it, the, a nanosecond when it did. And I hit my head and I was still in the water the whole time who I floated out. Anybody can swim. I float. I created a new swim technique that everybody's talking about. There's books being written about it. People are researching it. I'm there's like three documentary crews vying for my attention. I floated out there and who got back to the start? Me. Was I pulled by EMTs? Sure. But I got back to the finish before any other swimmer. And that's what winning is. They weren't smart enough. They thought, oh, I'll swim to the end and then I'll come back. Like idiots. Just because I thought of a new way to get to the finish line first, you can't hold that against me. I, that's innovation. Wow. And and with time to spare, Laura House, that is a two-point answer. I'm nearly, I'm two points convinced. Logan, you were competing in a Grow the Biggest Pumpkin competition recently. Other competitors entered pumpkins the size of a... Of a a minivan. Uh, you turned up with your entry, a three inch diameter orange, actually a cutie that you bought from Trader Joe's. Uh, in one minute or less, convince me that you won the pumpkin growing contest. Okay. First of all, I just want to say the fact that you're even questioning my win is upsetting because it should be clear that I'm in first place 
Okay, so here's what I'm going to explain. I don't know if you've heard uh, about the differences between a penis and a clitoris. Just go with me here for a second. Okay. Okay. I'm on board. Uh, they have the same number of nerve endings, but it's far more densely packed in a clitoris because it's way smaller. I see. What I brought to the pumpkin contest was the clitoris of pumpkins. It's far more rare and sensitive, and I think everyone should applaud me for that. <laughs> I'm sold. I'm sold, and I learned something. <laughs> Thank you. So, sorry, I don't know. When someone says pumpkin, immediately I was like, oh, I should probably talk about a clitoris at this point. I don't know what yeah. that says about. No, you have to follow your gut. You have to follow your gut. That was a three-point answer. I am I'm officially three. Yes, three. That is three points of credibility. Uh, Laura, back to you. A recent lottery draw uh, had a jackpot of $5 million. That is that is not chicken feed. There was one winner whose ticket had all of the matching numbers uh, to those that were drawn on that night. Your tickets had none of the numbers. As a matter of fact, you hand wrote it on a post-it note. Uh, why is that $5 million rightfully yours? Well, obviously I won the $5 million. Like there's... The, there's archaic rules to lottery, right? Just because it's been done a certain way the whole time doesn't mean that's how we should keep doing it. Like, just because there's a commission, first of all, they cheated. The lottery commission cheated. They come up with the numbers. They get the tickets to their friends and they're right. The whole system is rigged. That's what a lottery is. Have you never seen a movie about lottery? Have you never seen Quiz Show, which is about a quiz show, but very it's similar to a lottery? Show. Okay. <laughs> so this is the idea. Like, I wrote my numbers. I came up with them myself. I put them on my own Post-it note. And just because they weren't the numbers that matched the lottery, you know what? Like, those numbers came out, and then they knew what was on my Post-it note, and they changed them real quick because they're out to get me. That's a fake news lottery. That is a That lottery, first of all, has always been against me. And so obviously I'm the winner. I'd like my five million. You know what? Make it six. Make wow. it six million. Wow. You know what? You you earned a point by demanding more at the end. <laughs> like a real piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no five million for you, unfortunately. I don't know. Mm. I'm not good for it. Uh, Logan, final one is for you. A chihuahua named Hoop won best in show at the recent Pasadena dog show. Congratulations, Hoop. You, a human being, did not enter at all because you are not a dog. Tell me why you were best in show at the 2020 Pasadena Dog Show starting now. First of all, while I think that Hoop put in a valiant effort, uh, it's important to remember that there are so many problems with purebred dogs these days, so many genetic diseases that they inherit, that I really think when dog shows put these purebred dogs on a pedestal, it it affects viewers negatively because then they end up getting a purebred dog and those dogs just keep, you know, they're inbreeding. It's like the Habsburg princes, but all yeah. dogs. And I think the way to remind people that they could get rescues or get things a little outside of the expected spectrum of dogs is to throw up a winner who is completely not a dog like myself. You see me yeah. winning and, and you, and you think, Oh, that, she seems sort of like a rescue dog, kind of a little lost and uh, windswept. I think maybe I can go to my local shelter. So I'm helping by winning. I'm getting the word out. And I mean, if you're really mad about me technically not being a dog, I have eaten dog food before. Okay. I didn't need to know that. You were already sailing toward 
initially a three-point answer, but then you described lost dogs as windswept. <laughs> and you that really took me there. That, re- that more than like a full three-minute dodo video, that one word okay. really took me there. That was a four-point answer. Congratulations on your victory wow. in the dog show. Uh, let's recap our scores. They are as follows. The concept of a tub of Cinnabon juice gets seven points. Dolly saving the world has five. As we move into our next round, we're calling this one Christmas regifting. Uh, we here at Troubled Waters are so tired of the handful of Christmas movies that you play over and over every year. You can only watch Kevin McAllister get left home alone so many times before you start thinking maybe he deserves it. So we've made some brand new Christmas movies and we've done it by taking some regular, boring, non-Christmas movies and repackaging them as festive holiday treats. I'm going to describe them to you and your job is to guess what they're called. It's wordplay, it's punnery that we're going going for right now. If I said this film directed by Zack Snyder sees the long awaited return of Superman, this time built by children after a blizzard, you would say, well, you'd say <laughs> Snowman of Steel. So if that's any indication, wow. we are in for a thrill ride, my friends. <laughs> yeah. My thought was like Superman at Christmas, which. <laughs> yeah, it would have been good. It would have been good. I would see that movie, but it would not have been correct in this particular okay. context. Okay. All right. The first one. This is the first one. Here's the first one. In this film, the first of three, Vito Corleone. Corleone? Corleone, Vito, Vito makes, uh, marks his daughter's wedding by hearing requests for festive gifts. He then travels on a magical sleigh to deliver those gifts via people's chimneys. The Godfather of Christmas? Sure, we'll take it. Godfather Christmas. So I should hold off and give you my best thought, not my first thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to take an extra second, we're here. Yeah, okay, good, okay, that's a good note. That's good to know. What, is, what does the mask on your wall say? Oh, um, it says Lissa's number one friend. For my mom's birthday, we sent all her friends. My dad made me send uh, little mini liquor bottles and lotto tickets and masks to her friends. And as a bit, we put Lissa's number one friend on all of them except for one. And we just put Lissa's friend on one of her friends. (laughs) We were all on Zoom and we thought, you know, that's funny. It makes him feel bad. What a hilarious prank. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I really love it. That's fun. That's fun. You're having fun in this fucking pandemic. Yeah. That's important. I'm trying okay. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. All right, let's 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 get back to wordplay. Okay. This Vietnam War-based epic contains a famous Russian roulette scene, and it follows three men who used to live in Pennsylvania where they would hunt animals with very shiny noses. Reindeer hunter. Yes, we'll take it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer oh, Hunter. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's like a before and after on uh, on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> That's what it's like. Okay. Um, now, here, we, here we're going to go to a thing that only British people know in this one. So good luck with this. Good luck with this. If you're a real Anglophile, you might get this. I am, and I didn't. In this romantic comedy adapted from a Nick Hornby novel, John Cusack plays a record store owner who sells recordings of Christmas songs containing onomatopoeic renderings of the sound bells make. I swear to God, if you gave me all day, and and I love this book, and I love this movie, and I wish I was British, and I didn't get it. Uh. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that movie 
with Hugh Grant about a boy, which is none of what you said. So no, it isn't, but it is based on a Nick Hornby. Book. A, yeah, I was like, oh, I like that. It's high fidelity, right? But it's the what is it's high fidelity, it's, right? Is like high fa la 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 fidelity. No, <laughs> high fidelity ding. Mm, close. It's ding dong merrily on high fidelity. <laughs> What's ding dong merrily on high? I don't know, but John Luke Roberts does. I'll tell you that. Man, I know that for sure. Okay. I'm upset because ding dong, yes, but the rest of that, a bell does, that's not an onomatopoeic bell sound. Well, on ding dong, yeah, grammar. but I guess. I Word hat, I don't know. Listen, Logan, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, also, I'm directly underneath a flight plan, apparently. Um, <laughs> question number four Jamaica, they got a bobsled team, and it's very festive and very Christmassy and very merry and very jolly. Yule, Yule running. running. So, oh, yes. neither of you buzzed in. Neither of you got points. You gotta <laughs> buzz in. I must have order. <laughs> Number five, Alec Baldwin voices the lead in this animated children's film focusing on an infant who wears a little suit, appears to run a little business, and is also the son of the Lord God, our Savior. Boss, baby, Jesus. Oh, do I have to do a thing? That's, you do have to do a thing. <laughs> that should Boss, be a film. baby. Jesus. Uh, let's recap those scores. They are as follows. Cinnabon, 11 points. Dolly, 7 points. Goodness gracious. You know, I do want to fully bathe in a tub of cinnamon, cinnamon mm -hmm. painting or whatever it is. So I'm going to get on that. Uh, everybody, we're going to be right back with more Troubled Waters. Does our podcast deep dive into the weirdest Wikipedia pages we can find? Yes. Do we learn about scam artists, remote islands, horrible mascots, beautiful diseases, and mythical monsters? Yes, 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 absolutely, and yes. Do we retain any of this knowledge? Eh, probably not. I'm Emily Heller. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. We make art and comedy and TV shows and also the podcast Baby Geniuses. For the past eight years, we've been trying to learn new things about the world and each other every episode. But let's be honest, this podcast is mostly about two friends hanging out, shooting the breeze, and making each other laugh. We're horny, we like gardening and horses, and we get real stupid on here. But like, in a smart way. Yeah. Join us every other week on Maximum Fun. Baby Geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes. I will be your host. I will continue being your host. Our guests are Laura House and Logan Gunselman. Our next round is one we are calling Star Scores. This is a banner era for fans of overly complicated space stories, because not only is The Mandalorian back for another season, but there have actually been three Star Trek shows on the air this year, with a fourth and a fifth on the way soon. But today, rather than quiz you on plot details from shows that I'm going to tell you right now, I have not and will not watch. Uh, instead, we are going to focus on the music that brings these franchises to life. We're going to play you a series of scores or themes from Star Wars or Star Trek and have you tell us which star thing they are from, Star Trek or Star Wars. If either of you is a really big fan of this particular genre, you're about to have a total cakewalk. Or we'll throw some curveballs your way. We'll see. But do have your buzz in words at the ready. Here is number one. Dolly. Dolly got in there first. Trek. That is Star, Star Trek. Trek. That is the original 60s theme song from Star Trek. A sound, clip, and number. The second. 
Yes. That's Star Wars. That is Star Wars. That is Star Wars, Logan. One point to you. Number three. Dolly. Yep. Star Wars. Nope. That is the next generation theme. Oh, rats. Yes. Yes, yes. Number four. Cinnabon. Cinnabon. Trek. Trek. You said it with authority. <laughs> and you were absolutely I right. Was, that was the. I was like, I know, I know the Star Wars old Star Wars music embarrassingly well, and I was like, I know I haven't heard that. So I. Yeah. Real hail mary. Well, you know what? That shit got caught. That was the theme from the 2009 J.J. Abrams reboot of Star Trek. Mm. Let's get into number five. Cinnabon? Yep, a Cinnabon, Logan. Now I'm doubting it, but I'm going to say, I guess Star Trek? No, that was the score from Rogue One. So uh, Wars. Oh. So Wars. Number six. Dolly? Dolly. Trek? Wars! Oh, That was from Solo. Rats. That was from Solo. Oh, got it. But Skip. we understand because nobody saw that one. <laughs> Number seven. Dolly. Star Wars? That was Trek. That was the theme from Picard. All right. It's hard. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I feel like you could just call this one Logan and Laura guess Star Trek and Star Wars, but do it wrong the whole time. But do it wrong. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. We weren't yeah. trying to get the wrong one. Look, I, I'm i winning. I got it right because we're trying to. All right. No. Oh, see? I like that. That was a callback. You get a point for a callback. Okay. Uh, number eight. Ah, we got a hand up from Logan. Uh, I know that that is the Star Trek with Chris Pine in it. That is correct. That is correct. That is sabotaged by the Beastie Boys, featured in the most recent Star Trek film, Star Trek Beyond. Whimsy. And finally, number nine. Dolly. Yes. That has to be Star Trek because that was Flash Gordon, and it that would was not Flash have Gordon. Been... That was just Flash Gordon. Yeah, we just felt like playing Flash Gordon. Perfect. You know, a point for correctly identifying it as Flash Gordon, even though they say Flash five uh... even in that small clip. Yes, ah, oh, the greatest, the absolute greatest. It's fantastic. My father took me to see it in the theater. The beautiful Hawkmen getting shot out of the sky, <laughs> like Renaissance paintings. Then I grew up gay, and he acted surprised. Weird. Mm. Uh, okay. 
Let's recap those scores. Cinnabon's got 14. Dolly's got 10. Dolly better start bringing it. Dolly mm. really better start bringing it. Collect yourself during this break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Renee Colvert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Second big news. Mm -hmm. The reviews are in. Mm Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight, a great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. Hello and welcome back to Troubled Waters. I your host, Dave Holmes, with us playing our Laura House and Logan Gunselman. And now it is time for a game we are calling Pixar This. November 22nd marked the 25th anniversary of the release of Toy Story. And with it, the unleashing of Pixar upon the mainstream, a country that makes films exclusively about adorable things and make you cry in a way that contorts your face like a dick. Uh, Pixar has truly been responsible for more tears than an overshare at one of my own dinner parties. Uh, Whether it is the existential dread of a talking cowboy doll, the tragic lost love of an old man with a balloon house, or, you know, the tragedy of being an investor in the good dinosaur, Pixar loves to make you cry. So today, we're going to give you a series of things that Pixar has not made a movie about, and we're going to have you tell us how Pixar would make it and make us cry our eyes out. We actually had some listeners submit these suggestions. Um, okay, so let's see. So I'll just, I'll, I'll give these to you in turn. Laura, uh, I want you to pitch me a devastating Pixar film about a box of obsolete music players from the last 20 years. Your iPod, your hit clip, your Sony mini disc player, um, the enormous first MP3 player that you got in 1999 that was the size and shape of a brick. Uh, they are all in a drawer together. Pitch me the story, Laura House. You have 90 seconds. Mm. We start with like seeing a boy on a skateboard and he's got a sure. Walkman and he's like he's like rocking out to Duran Duran. And then we swish, maybe another kid goes by on a bike and they've got... Uh, you know, like a different, like an iPod. It's like years later, there's a, a, they're like slightly different clothes and they're using their little iPod with the little wheel on it and they're rocking out to a 90s song I can't think of. And then we see the box in the attic and there's cobwebs and it's all this used and they're completely unloved now. And you realize it was this family of, of six boys and they span generations and they had used these and now they're moving out of the house and the the there's a lightning strikes oh. and it animates these um, devices in a way and they start reminiscing about their good old days and they decide they want to become relevant again and they keep they're finding a way to get out of the attic and get back down into like mainstream to be relevant because they know that they still have something to offer the world in their music um they break into a radio station 
and they find a way, you know, they stack up on each other and they open the door handle sure. and they, and they, they trick the DJ into going in the other room and they start, they connect themselves and they play their own music that are like, you know, a couple of lost forgotten hits. And that's Easy what brings the spirit of Christmas back to this small community. <laughs> oh, I love it. Who is the lead and, and who's it voiced by? Adam Brody. <laughs> Is a, is a lead, choice. yeah, and um, you know that really more than the lead is Josh Gad will not be in it. Oh, that's well, that's okay. the one you that I what? have to say he won't be yeah. in it. Yeah, I'm sending our assistant out for another round of coffee because you have just <laughs> absolutely hooked me in with an absence of Gad. There will not be one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I have turned my back from Gad. Thank you so much for that. Um, we do validate and, uh, and we'll be in touch. Right. 502 points for that. Ooh. Uh, Logan, your, uh, Pixar film is about the wacky adventures of a pair of anthropomorphosized virtual assistants. Your Alexa, your Siri. Okay. You have 90 seconds starting now. This story starts in Silicon Valley. There's a plane flying right now over my, apartment. yeah. Um, I think, this is what happens in the zoom era. I think they just don't want me to tell this good of a story. So they had the play over right. right now. But so yeah, this yeah. story starts in Silicon Valley and uh, his brother and sister, they can't agree on anything, not even their technology, you know? So one of them has a droid and has an Alexa in their room. The other one's got an iPhone, got Siri. And it's almost like the sharks and the jets, you know, these two Alexa and Siri, they, they never want to talk to each other. If they end up in the same room and, like the kids aren't around like the brother leaves his phone in there and Siri will talk to Alexa they'll just you know they'll roast each other they'll zing each other they don't like each other then the boy who has the phone with Siri he goes missing ooh and the only way to figure out where he is is to track him using find my iPhone so they're trying to get a hold of him using Siri and this is when Alexa in the house realizes that she in fact misses Siri and it's just nice to have someone around who understands her. And they, you know, they search high and low. They end up finding the boy. He died. He's dead. But the phone is oh, fine. No. And they, the Siri and the Alexa are able to reunite. Um, and the last shot is just the two of them consoling each other at the boy's funeral because, you know, he did die. So. Wow. Yeah. They really, thank you for, for tugging. No, yanking. <laughs> on my heartstrings in a way that Pixar is known to do. And you know what? Stranger Things has really brought uh, putting actual children in peril back into vogue. So I, I think this has legs. However, I do want to, let me, let me just ask uh, my assistant here. Alexa, what did you think of Logan's pitch? Here's something I found on the web. According to pinstripally.com, Logan's money pitches his low 80s slider. Okay. Alexa, stop. I, I think that your pitch might have confused Alexa a tiny bit. Yeah, or, um, or she because so she's so emotional she wanted to change the subject. And she was like, hold right. on, let me just see what I have on the internet. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me just... Alexa, how many points? <laughs> Here's something I found on the web. Okay. According to QATravel.com, okay. a small slam or successful contract to win 12 of 13 tricks earns a bonus of 500 points if not vulnerable and 700 Okay, well, you heard her. 500 points for that story. Oh. Uh, Alexa, stop. 
She is chatty today. It's getting to all of us, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alexa, who won? Dolly or Cinnabon? Here's something I found on the web. Okay. According to Fetidigitalvitz.com. Okay. The Oscar-winning cinematic adaptation of the Broadway stage musical, which starred Barbara Streisand. Okay, Alexa, the, no. Alexa, you are surfing the web at work way yeah, too much. Go on the Alexa, internet too much. God damn, I don't know what I pay her for. Uh, let's let's look at the scores. I Okay, let's let's just take a little quickie, a little quickie peek. Ooh. Cinnabon has 514 points. Dolly has 512. It is, it is, it's, it's etched in stone. Cinnabon selling that frosting commercially is more important than Dolly Parton saving the world with a COVID vaccine by two points. Congratulations. And I'm sorry. I mean, that is just the truth. This is legally binding. Um, your, your, um, your diploma will come in the mail, Logan. Thank you. Um, Laura, we have some lovely, uh, Porto's empanadas. (laughs) I'd like a bucket of that frosting. I would like a bucket of that frosting too. If you don't think I'm ordering that shit off of the, if you don't think Alexa's going to, Get me that shit in like today, you're out of your mind. Can you uh, okay. imagine giving that as a gift to someone? You uh, would be their favorite person for like for generations. Ooh, yeah. And, yeah. And the per- and like the person would not even remember why they have such fond feelings towards it. Like <laughs> after a couple months, you would forget, but you'd just be like, that ma- that person makes me feel good. Inside. Well, their brain yeah. is drunk from why. the insane amount of sugar and chemicals for me. They're like, I don't remember how I got That's this correct. tub of frosting, but all I know is it's the only yeah. thing that matters to me now. Yeah, I'm hallucinating. I'm chewing my own face off. It's a fucking <laughs> slice of heaven. Uh, okay, now before we go, we want to uh, we want to plug all the stuff that we are doing, and then we're gonna write the karmic balance in the universe by plugging something else someone else did. Laura, we'll start with you. Oh boy, wait, sorry. <laughs> we can come back to you. Plug something you're doing, and then plug something someone else did. Take a moment to consider it, uh, Logan. Uh, okay. Um, I just, you know, I'll tell you about my social media. Um, yeah. So my Twitter is at a dirty guns, G U N T D, and my Instagram is at places I took a shit this year. So wow. you can find me at both of those very different <laughs> names that I've been told okay. repeatedly to change to just my name and have refused to do. Um, uh-huh. And then I'm going to add my voice to that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, if you could not. And I was like, well, <laughs> but how will I feel authentic online? A place known for its authenticity and the truth that it tells. Um, and something someone else has been doing. Um, my friend uh, Paige Weldon is also a comic and she does really, really cool. Um, cool. Feels like I'm underselling it. She does really funny cartoons that she draws herself and she posts them on Instagram and they're just, uh, really fun, funny drawings that I enjoy looking at when I'm scrolling Instagram. Most of the time that is on the toilet, I will admit, but at Paige Weldon is her handle. Beautiful. Laura House, have you come to a decision? You know what? I hate when you're asked a question, then you're just blank. It's the, it's the most terrible. Yeah. So um, what I'm doing, I do have a a podcast on maximum fun called tiny victories and it's a, it's a tiny little podcast. We just highlight one nice little thing, a fleeting joy, a, um, a minor accomplishment, Uh, just go small. And that's something I'm doing. And then uh, I'm afraid this is still self-serving, but my 
partner on the podcast, Annabelle Gerwich, she does a thing where she lets homeless people stay in her home. There's a program that does that. Is she flying some to my house in a helicopter right now? (laughs) She's dropping some. She also drops them on houses. Great. It's a new, weird, uh, fun thing. But she actually does, she has participated in this program where home, like, she houses homeless people for a while, like, so they can get back on their feet. There's a program for it. And then she's also, you know, like an advocate for that. And I just think that's an incredible thing to, to be involved with. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. And a little self-serving, but mostly beautiful. Well, I mean, for, for me, I is know. it weird to say, like, I have a podcast. Anyway, my my co-host does this. <laughs> no, that's but great. That's it's just that a is, big looming no, thing. That deserves support and acknowledgement. Thank you both. Um, I am Dave Holmes. You can find me on Twitter, at Dave Holmes. Uh, and my plug that someone else did benefits nobody except, like, Warner Brothers, I guess, because literally everybody involved in it is dead as hell. But last night... Somehow, for the first time in my life, I watched um, uh, A Face in the Crowd, the uh, Elliot Kazan movie from 57 or something with Andy Griffith and Walter Matthau and Patricia Mm. Neal. It is incredible. It is incredible. And I can't believe it is so suited to our current moment that I can't believe it hasn't like NBC didn't show it or whatever. It is it is it, it could have been made this year. It's truly, truly beautiful in every way floored me uh so that's it laura house logan gunselman thank you for playing troubled waters you there with the headphones on thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on troubled waters you've been listening to troubled waters with me dave holmes playing were laura house make a noise <laughs> logan gunselman hello again yay our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Woo! That was a weird one and I loved it. Everybody have a very happy holiday season. Stay home. Wear a mask. We love you. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported